Welcome into the A to Z Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Zach Householder. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome into the A to Z Fantasy Football Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be going through a 12-team mock draft for a redraft league. So while I'm still figuring out content ideas um, and all these other things related to not only writing, but also podcasting, I want to be consistent and get you guys a show, but I also want to keep things light, but still entertaining. So nothing better than a good old mock draft. So uh, a little background on the league I'm going to be doing a mock draft for. This is a 12-team half PPR league. It's actually the first league I ever played in. Um, last year I got third place, so I'll be picking from 1.10 back of the first round. Uh, this is a one-keeper league, so my keeper is actually going to be Alvin Kamara. He will count as my first round pick. However, I'm going to do this draft completely blank. I would like to do it with Kamara as my first round pick, but what we noticed last year while drafting in this league was the first and second rounds are actually linear. So the first, the person who drafted at 1.1 also drafts at 2.1 instead of 2.12. So it's kind of hard. I don't think there's a way to recreate that um, in a mock draft. So we're just going to start from scratch and see what kind of team we can build uh, just with an empty first round. And it's going to be a snake draft just like normal. So. I'll be mock drafting in the Sleeper interface. If you're not familiar with Sleeper, I would encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's not really a, a well-kept secret anymore. A lot of people are getting on board with Sleeper, but it's a really clean interface. Uh, combines a lot of what I really like about ESPN and a lot of what I really like about Yahoo all into one interface. Um, the mock draft feature in particular is really cool and really useful. You can set up leagues, you can adjust the size of the league, uh, scoring settings, all that kind of stuff. You can do rookie-only drafts and uh, just normal redraft um, drafts. So you can also select where you're drafting from. So if you know where you're gonna be drafting from next year, you can just claim that spot and do a mock draft about your league and where you're actually gonna be picking from. So it gives you a really good opportunity to see what kind of players are gonna be available for you at your draft slot. Um, See who goes in front, who goes behind, who you're gonna have to reach for maybe. Um, where the rookies start to go off the board. So yeah, mock drafting super beneficial, especially this time of year. Um, not a lot else going on, but we can see some early trends in players, players that are going a little higher than we thought they would, and players that may be falling into those mid to late rounds that are gonna be really good values. So yeah, mock drafting is something I'd encourage everyone to do. Um, on Sleeper also, you can do them in like five minutes. So I set out a few more minutes per pick. So as my picks come up, I can kind of break down who went before, who's still on the board, who I'm considering, and um, yeah, talk through that and talk through those decisions for you guys on the pod. So I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, the team breakdown is going to be one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, one kicker, one defense. This is a league that still has a kicker, um, and five bench spots. All right, so we're going to go ahead and kick things off here in this mock draft. So I'm picking from 110 players ahead that have gone. So we actually had Zeke go at 1.01, 1. 
which is kind of surprising. I think that is obviously going to be Christian McCaffrey again this year. Um, nonetheless, just a mock draft. They kind of end up different every time, so it gives you a little different feel of who's going to be available for you. Um, so players that went ahead of me, got Zeke at one, Saquon at two, CMC at three, Alvin Kamara went fourth, and then there was a run on wide receivers. We had DeAndre Hopkins at 1.5 as the first wide receiver taken off the board. Devontae Adams right after him, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and then Dalvin Cook went at the ninth pick of the first round. So players still on the board for me. I have Josh Jacobs is the highest available running back, which I don't necessarily agree with, but um, Sleeper is giving me ADP data from now. It's not necessarily going to be accurate in a couple months, but I'm going to pick the players I like at these spots. So I'm going to kind of ignore that data, knowing that it's probably going to be different. And these players might not even go in the same order. So I see Michael Thomas on the board here. I'm going to take Michael Thomas with this pick. Typically, I'm a guy who likes to go running back in the first round since I think it's a much thinner position. Get some good value at wide receiver in the mid to late rounds. That's typically where I hit usually is uh, the fourth and fifth round. I find a a breakout wide receiver. Done so the past couple years with Juju and then uh, Chris Godwin. Both of their breakout years, I picked them in like the fourth round or something. So... Um, I usually go running back early because I know I can usually find a rising star wide receiver a little bit later. But with Michael Thomas on the board, it's a pretty easy pick for me. I'm going to go ahead and take him here and then see who's still available for me at 2.3. So Michael Thomas, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry at 12, Nick Chubb is the first pick of the second round. Joe Mixon went right before me. So still on the board, I have Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, Lamar Jackson are my top three available options. Um, Like I said, I'm going to kind of ignore those, but those are legitimately my three favorite players. I am a late round quarterback. Typically last year I got Lamar in like the 10th round year before that I got Patrick Mahomes in like the 10th round. So those have been great values. So I'm going to look for one of those again this year. So this pick really boils down to Aaron Jones and Chris Godwin. Um, Jones is in for some regression. He had 19 touchdowns last year on the ground. That is going down. Um, Chris Godwin is one of my favorite players in all of fantasy I think he is still somehow underrated despite his breakout he we saw last year he's getting an upgrade at quarterback uh, given the covid situation obviously uh, the offseason programs are going to look a little bit different but i think chris godwin's skill set is absolutely perfect for what tom brady wants to do especially at this stage in his career um, they have gronk they have a lot of targets there but i think chris godwin is talented enough to be a top three to five wide receiver again this year. He finished last year as a wide receiver two, only behind Michael Thomas. Um, Godwin didn't play the last two games. He was injured. So I'm going to take Chris Godwin here with the 2.3. And my starting wide receivers are going to be absolute locked in studs with Michael Thomas and Godwin. So Godwin has been selected. And I'll do a recap as soon as it gets back around to my 310. So... My next pick, I'm probably going to be looking and seeing who the best available running back is. That being said, if there's a better receiver, I still have two flex spots to fill out, so I won't hesitate to take another wide receiver with my third pick. So I'm back on the board. Players who went after I picked Godwin. Got Leonard Fournette. Lamar Jackson went at 2-5. Honestly, I could see that happening in your drafts. People are going to be enamored with the rushing upside. 
I think Lamar is in for some touchdown regression. He threw 36 passing touchdowns last year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again. Nonetheless, Lamar's rushing upside gives him immense value at the quarterback position. Aaron Jones went after Lamar, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle went back to back at 2.8 and 2.9. Melvin Gordon at 210, Antonio Brown at 211. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, Amari Cooper is the last pick of the second round. Le'Veon Bell is the first pick of the third round. Saw Patrick Mahomes, our second quarterback, taken off the board. Those are going to be your first two guys taken. Still a lot of really great options at quarterback, so I'm not worried. Kenny Galladay at 3.3. I think that's a really, really good pick. Good value there. Um, Cooper Cup right after Galladay. Then we had a few running backs, which I was hoping fell to me. Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, and Devonta Freeman, who's not on the team right now. So again, we have to take these mock drafts with a grain of salt, especially at this point in the offseason. Um, Freeman's not even on a team. So this just means that my mock draft is going to be more fun and I'm going to get a stud because the dummy at 3.7 or whatever picked a player not on the team. So I'll take advantage of that and just fill out this team in a, a fun way for you guys. So I'm on the clock at 310. My top options on the board are Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, and James Conner. I see Austin Eckler here, so I'm actually going to pick Eckler because I really like his opportunity. The Chargers gave him a contract extension this past offseason, or in the offseason I guess we're currently in. So they believe in the player. They brought in a running back out of UCLA. So there's a three-headed monster back there uh, with Justin Jackson in the mix as well. And Jackson's actually the player I really like. Uh, he's very talented, but he's got the same kind of skill set and build as Eckler, and Eckler is clearly the team's preferred option. So we saw Eckler finish last year as a running back three and half PPR formats. Um, very talented player, very strong player. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Eckler here in the third round, especially the back of the third round. I think Eckler's a really good value considering his upside is a top five running back. So Eckler is my pick at 310. And then once I get back around to 4-3, I'm actually going to jump in and take who has become my favorite rookie. That is Jonathan Taylor. So I have the 1.01 in a dynasty league. I traded up to get it. And I've been going back and forth, as many of us, many of us have, with Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, right now in this moment, I am leaning Jonathan Taylor purely because Taylor has the build, the skill set, and the durability to be a legit bell cow back. So the Colts are saying they want to use him and Marlon Mack as a one-two punch. Uh, Mack has been injured throughout his career. If something happens to Mack, Taylor is going to assume all that work. Naeem Hines is a threat to Taylor's pass catching opportunities um, I think Hines is good at that so I don't think there's a reason to think he won't see the field but I think Taylor is talented enough to do that as well so we could see Taylor as a legit bell cow back in the NFL so if I had to pick today in my dynasty league Taylor is going to be my 1.01 I give him the edge over Clyde Edwards Alaire because Edwards Alaire doesn't have a three-down skill set necessarily. He's very good at what he does. He's a very good receiver. But um, he's also a very small back. So I know he's drawing a lot of Brian Westbrook comparisons, even from head coach Andy Reid. But Westbrook was a little bit bigger than uh, Edwards Alaire. 
So, and I don't think they're going to want to use Edwards Alaire in a way that just could put his body in more harm than it, or more harm's way than it needs to be. So, the Chiefs' offense is set up to be so fun to watch. But from a fantasy perspective, uh, both short and long term, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. So, I'm going to go ahead and take him at 4.3. And he will actually be the first rookie off the board. Maybe a reach. I don't know. I really like the player. So, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I think by the time we're all drafting, we could see uh, Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards Alaire in this round four and five. You could even see these guys go in the back of the third as popular as they're going to get moving into the regular season. So after Jonathan Taylor, James Conner was picked, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Watson, Debo Samuel, Carrion Johnson, DJ Chark, Russell Wilson, Tyler Boyd, and DK Metcalf round out the fourth round. Um, back on the clock at 510. Uh, probably I'm going to look here. So let's make sure. Kenyon Drake and Mark Andrews are on the board. So this is only this league only has one starting running back slot. So it kind of puts me in a, a weird spot. I already have two running backs selected. I still have a flex. I have my two starting wide receivers selected. So I have one open starting spot. Um, Kenyon Drake is in a great position this year. Actually, I found the player I'm going to take. DJ Moore is still on the board. I like DJ Moore a lot. Um, I said earlier that I got these fourth and fifth round wide receivers that absolutely broke out. DJ Moore already broke out. I don't feel like he'll be available in the fifth round, but since he is for the purpose of this mock draft, I'm absolutely going to take him. I'll be passing on players like Kenyon Drake, Mark Andrews, Stefan Diggs, and Jarvis Landry to take DJ Moore. Uh, I think his situation in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback, um, it, it looks really good for DJ Moore this year. I like him to get up near that 100 reception mark. And he only scored four receiving touchdowns last year. That should go up considering he eclipsed 1,000 yards. You don't typically see wide receivers go over 1,000 yards and only have four touchdowns. So I like DJ Moore a lot. I don't think he'll be be available this late in most drafts. But since he's here, I'm going to take him. If he's here in the fifth round of your drafts come draft season, absolutely take DJ Moore. So going back around... Right after me, Kenyon Drake went, Kyler Murray at 5'12". Kyler Murray is going to be very popularly drafted quarterback to be like the Lamar Jackson of this year, Uh, except he's not going as late as Lamar Jackson did last year. So it's going to, you have a choice to make whether you want to truly be a late round quarterback drafter and wait till rounds 10 plus to see who's there. Or if five is late to you, especially the back of the fifth, and you think Kyler Murray could legitimately return value there, by all means, go ahead and take your guy. Um, I think late round quarterback, it works for some, but it's not for everyone. So you're seeing guys like Lamar going in the second, Mahomes going in the third. And if they hit their ceilings, they're absolutely going to be worth it. But it's just a gamble because you're passing on a lot of really good skill players that are a lot thinner at those particular positions. Um, Round six started with Jarvis Landry and Philip Lindsay. Mark Andrews is still on the board here. Mark Andrews is one of my favorite tight ends obviously in a position that's so thin um, it's not hard to say Mark Andrews is one of your favorite tight ends but him still being on the board in the sixth round 
Um, he's going to be a weekly start. He's one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets, especially in the red zone. He scored 10 touchdowns last year. So I'm going to take Mark Andrews with 6.3. And then I won't have to worry about tight end. I won't have to take a dart throw on someone late. I think Mark Andrews in the sixth round is really good value because he has tight end one or two upside um, if everything goes well. I'm waiting for my pick to come back around to 7-10. So far, my team is Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, DJ Moore, and Mark Andrews. So I'm back on the board here at 7-10. Players still available. We have Christian Kirk, Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, a player I don't think is going to be available come draft day. Josh Allen here. Damian Williams. Playoff Damian, as Troy Aikman likes to call him. It's one of my favorite player nicknames I've ever heard. If you haven't heard playoff Damien, he said that during the Super Bowl, I think during the third quarter, Damien Williams busted off a big run, and Troy's like, playoff Damien, as they like to call him. Pretty sure no one calls him that, but now I do. So players who went ahead of me in the seventh round, Hunter Henry, 7-1. So I'd rather, much rather Mark Andrews than Hunter Henry. I think Henry's very talented, but he has not played a full season uh, in the past couple of years. So Andrews is more of a touchdown threat, especially given the Chargers quarterback situation. Will Fuller, Devontae Parker at 7-3. That probably won't happen. Uh, Marquise Brown at 7-4. That could happen. I think Marquise Brown in the seventh round is going to be really good value. He has home run ability. Um, he's going to be the wide receiver one for the team. Doesn't necessarily mean he'll be the favorite target. I think that title belongs to Mark Andrews still. But if Marquise Brown is healthy this year, you can give him the seventh round. That's a player who could be a top 15 wide receiver given his home run ability. He's going to have boomer bust weeks, so you might start him and he might do absolutely nothing for you. But he's also going to have weeks where he can win you a week by himself. Terry McLaurin at 7-5. Great value if that's where he ends up going in um, your drafts come um, actual draft time. Kareem Hunt at 7-6. Evan Ingram, Odell Beckham Jr. This won't happen either. And Brandon Cooks. So I'm on the clock at 710. Uh, I'm probably going to look at Juju Smith-Schuster here. I think Ben Roethlisberger coming back elevates Juju, puts him back in the conversation for a high-end wide receiver two or a back-end wide receiver one even. Um, with the team drafting Chase Claypool and the emergence of Deontay Johnson, he was a player I will definitely be targeting later on. He's a player I'm looking at in every draft I can get him in. Um, anyways, Juju should be able to play more in the slot this year, and that's where he really thrived when Antonio Brown was with the team. So if the team has legitimate outside options and Juju can move back into that slot role, he should be a, a very viable option. If you can get him at this sort of value, he's going to return on that. He's very talented. He just needs... Uh, to be in the slot, that's where his skill set is really maximized. So I'll go ahead and take Juju at 710 and see who comes around. So I'm on, back on the board at 8-3. Raheem Mostert, there's a running back I like here. So who just went ahead of me? Christian Kirk, playoff Damian to end the seventh round. Noah Fant to start the eighth. And Julian Edelman at 8.2. Josh Allen's on the board here. I like Josh Allen as quarterback, but I'm not going to take quarterback yet. Tevin Coleman, Ronald Jones, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Those are the top of my board, but I just said the name Raheem Mostert. I really like that. Who I like even more 
this is a risk pick, but it could be a really high upside pick, is Todd Gurley at 8-3. So I want to emphasize, this is just a mock draft. I think a lot of these players are going to go early, but for the sake of just finishing this draft, I'm going to take the best player available here. And I still think Todd Gurley, if he is even remotely healthy, he's going to be a scoring threat for the Rams. I think he could finish as a running back two and to get a running back two this late. Uh, it's, it's a no brainer. So I'm going to take Todd Gurley at 8.3. Again, this is not a player I project to be here in your real drafts this late, but while the ADP data is getting sorted out, I'm going to take the players I want to take. So coming back around, we've seen Tevin Coleman go right after Raheem Moster, Ronald Jones, Carson Wentz went in the eighth round. Clyde Edwards-Alaire went at 8-10. So this is another player. As the season nears, I think you're going to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jonathan Taylor going in that four to five range, maybe even in the third round, depending on what the hype is in the offseason, if we really get an offseason. So um, back on the clock at 9-10, McCole Hardman is a player I really liked until... The Chiefs re-signed Sammy Watkins and um, Robinson. I was hoping those players would leave and give McCole Hardman a clear path to being on the field way more. He's very fast, obviously. So I'm going to pass on McCole Hardman this year. But um, McCole Hardman is a guy to keep your eye on later in drafts or in dynasty leagues, if you want to try to acquire McCole Hardman, he could be cheap right now because players are like, oh, he's still buried on the depth chart. He's still very talented. Uh, he's a return threat. He is a deep play waiting to happen. Uh, he gets behind a defense. Mahomes can obviously get him the ball. He could score an 80-yard touchdown at any time and give you a 20 or 30 point, point week in just a couple plays. So very explosive, but very, very volatile. So I'm going to pass on Hardman at 9-10. Don't really love the players available. Darius Slayton is a guy, at this point, I'd be comfortable taking. I think he separated himself from the rest of the Giants receivers last year. He proved to be a very comfortable read for uh, Daniel Jones. So at this point, Darius Slayton, right now, the only players I don't have, I don't have a quarterback and... Everything else is filled as far as my starting lineup. So I'm starting to fill out my bench here. I feel great with Slayton as a bench player. My two wide receivers ahead of him are Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin, and then DJ Moore. So Slayton is not going to start over any of those guys. But uh, great for bye weeks, and if one of those guys gets hurt, you still have a team's projected wide receiver one, so I'm happy with that. Um, 10.03. Let's see. Alshon Jeffrey, McCole Hardman, Daryl Henderson was who I was hoping would fall here. Uh, it's going to be a committee there. I think Cam Akers is very talented, but um, Henderson was also a third-round pick. They spent a good amount of draft capital on him. I don't think he's going to do nothing. That being said, I am going to look here for Cam Akers at 10.3 because I do think he'll emerge as 1A in that committee. So he'll see the first looks. Henderson's a very talented pass catcher. Um, if Akers isn't who we thought he is, then Henderson could be a great value. He could be a potential league winner. The problem is I do think Akers is good. 
So I'm going to go ahead and draft him here at 10-3. Come draft time, I see these players being switched. I see Akers being the first one to go with Henderson being your later value. Um, so if Henderson goes late enough, he could still be a sneaky good pick for you and your team. So here at 11-10, this is we're starting to see a run on quarterbacks. Baker has gone, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff went right before my pick. I still think there's plenty of good options available. We still have Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Matt Stafford, really, really good late-round target here. He might be a guy I look at at my next pick at 12.3, honestly, getting into those later rounds. So I only have one, two, three, four picks left. Matt Stafford would be a great value this late. Um, with 11.10, so I actually just wrote an article on the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver situation. I think Michael Gallup is in a really good spot to start the year as the wide receiver too. With COVID, um, off-season programs might be cut short. That bodes well for Gallup because he already has rapport with Dak. He already knows the offense. He's already familiar with NFL playing speed and defenses. but the team drafted C.D. Lamb in the first round with the 17th overall pick. Pure luxury pick. Um, Michael Gallup is a very capable wide receiver, too, and Amari Cooper is a good wide receiver one. Not necessarily a prototypical wide receiver one that sees 140-plus targets a year, um, but still a very good player. He's only 25. team just re-signed him to a big deal. That being said, they have an out on that contract in 2021, and then they took C.D. Lamb at 117. So... Um, Lamb profiles as a team's wide receiver one. He's that talented. So if Lamb performs and they could potentially move on from Cooper as soon as 2021, Lamb is going to be a locked-in stud in this offense. Uh, I see Dak signing a contract to stay with this team. He might have to take less money, but I don't know why he would want to leave, especially with a team willing to bring in this kind of a firepower for him. So back to my article briefly, I had C.D. Lamb as a player to watch in this range in your draft. If you can get him at 10, 11, 12, he's a second half player who could really emerge as a legit wide receiver too. So he's a guy you can leave on your bench for a while. And C.D. Lamb honestly could see flex play really soon, as soon as the first week even. Um, I like Lamb's landing spot out of the rookies potentially the most you look at guys like Jalen Rager or Justin Jefferson or Denzel Mims who are going to be higher on their team's depth chart that just means they're going to see tougher coverage so I think C.D. Lamb is more talented than all of those guys and he's going to see potentially the softest coverage because they could line him up in the slot they could put him outside he'd be seeing number two coverage because Amari Cooper is still going to see that top coverage from opposing defenses so C.D. Lamb is going to be in a position to win and win a lot this year so um, at 11, 10, I'm going to take Lamb. He's going to be a player that I just leave on my bench and see what happens because I do see him breaking out at, by the second half of the year at the latest. So Lamb here at 11, 10. And now I'm going to check and see if Stafford is still on the board for me. He is. So with the my 12th round pick, Matt Stafford's going to be my quarterback. Very comfortable with that. 
Matt Stafford was off to a blazing start before he was injured. My heart broke a little bit here. Deontay Johnson just went at 12.8. Deontay Johnson is one of my favorite players to target in drafts this year. Super talented player. I think Juju profiles as the team's wide receiver one. Not necessarily a great thing, but that leaves Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver two. And Juju absolutely broke out as the team's wide receiver two. So um, Johnson loved the talent, loved the player. And uh, he's in a great, great position, especially getting an upgrade at quarterback from last year. So still on the board, I have a lot of skill position players I still really like. I don't think these guys are going to be there, but for the sake of rounding out my roster, I'm going to draft a kicker and a defense with these last two picks. Start with a defense. Uh, the Packers are here. I'm going to take them. It's a pure fan pick, but Zadarius Smith is an absolute monster. Preston Smith on the other side. Um, Kenny Clark in the middle. The defensive front of this team is stout. Zadarius Smith is one of my favorite players in the NFL in any position. I think he's a great dude. So he's been a lot of fun to have on the team. And with my kicker, I'm going to take... I'll take Matt Prater. I'll take the distance, longest field goal record holder. So I used to be a kicker in college. So kickers matter to me. I think there actually is some strategy in drafting kickers. But I've moved towards leagues that don't play with a kicker, and I do find them enjoyable. So this is a league we still have a kicker. Um, Harrison Butker is usually my target just because the offense that's where the strategy comes in. Like you look at high volume offenses with a lot of chances to score or be in scoring position. And those are going to be the kickers you should target because they're going to have opportunity. So Matt Prater just has a much wider range of where he can hit from. So um, I like Prater and I like the offense of the Lions this year, to be honest. So let's go over my roster. That is the end of the draft. My last two picks for my defense and my kicker with the Packers and Matt Prater at the kicker spot. So my roster, I'll start from the top down and I'll give you the round and spot I drafted these guys in so you can see what kind of value we're looking at for this mock draft. So at quarterback, I have Matt Stafford picked at 12.3. Running back, Austin Eckler at 3.10. My two wide receivers can be Michael Thomas at 1.10, Chris Godwin at 2.3. Tight end is Mark Andrews at 6.3. And my first flex position is Jonathan Taylor at 4.3. Second flex is DJ Moore at 5.10. Kicker is Matt Prater at 14.3. And my defense is the Green Bay Packers at 13.10. My bench be Juju Smith-Schuster, 7.10. Todd Gurley at 8.3, Darius Slayton at 9.10, Cam Akers at 10.3, and then C.D. Lamb at 11.10. So overall, I like the roster. I like the talent I have. I have more rookies than I thought I would. I have Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, and C.D. Lamb. So that's only three, but still for only having five bench spots and one less running back spot, I thought I would have more established players, but I... I like the the potential of all these players to be relevant at some point this year. So these are kind of just wait and see guys uh, with bench spots. If you're going to take a shot on a guy, you're probably going to know what you have in the first couple of weeks. If it's a guy that's not seeing the field at all, you can just drop him. 
So it's worth taking uh, dart throws with your bench picks to see if you have a guy who could start week one and be relevant, or if it's a guy you can drop for the time being and look for later as a waiver wire ad. So Chris Godwin at 2.3, that's going to be, I think that's about where he'll go in drafts. So Chris Godwin is a guy I got last year in like the fourth round. And we all know that he absolutely broke out. Chris Godwin in the second round, you're banking on that again. So it's a it's a rich pick, but I, I just like the player a lot. So pairing him with Michael Thomas, I think I have two of the most talented wide receivers in the game right now, um, both with the potential to finish as top five wide receivers overall at the end of the year. That'll conclude this mock draft episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Please leave your reaction to this team. Check out the draft board. It's really interesting. Like I said, this stuff will probably all change. This is just a mock draft. This ADP data will get shuffled all around in the coming months. But mock drafting is something to be sure you're doing periodically just to get a price check on players. That way you're not kind of shocked where these players are going come actual draft day. So check out that draft board. And then follow us on our social media at A2ZFFB and leave your reactions to the team. What are players you think will go much higher than they were drafted? And what are players you think are going to go a lot lower? So I think a lot of guys, you're going to see the ADP of some players like Todd Gurley and then our rookies like Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jonathan Taylor rise from where they were drafted in this mock draft. But uh, let me know where you guys think they're going to go because I'll be interested Um, There are quite a few rookies I'm interested in this year. I think it's a super talented class. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it, and we'll see you next time.